yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon as my feet touch the floor today, one mission, hustle and motivate. Leadership has Nobody's never been more challenging. That's why we created Modern Leadership, an eight-month track to develop leaders in the new era. Our training team for Modern Leadership includes Scott Klazowski, NFL agent Kelly Masters, Waylon Cuba, Amy Downs, Dr. Chan Hellman, and Frank Smith, and more elite leaders. Save your seat for Modern Leadership today. Go to leadergrowth.us. That's www.leadergrowth.us. Now let's jump into today's Leader Growth Podcast. At Leader Growth, we are passionate about helping people and organizations overcome challenges and experience transformation. One of the challenges many leaders face is finding the right lens through which they can make decisions. Inconsistency within a brand can kill engagement quicker than anything else. And that's why we have my friend Aaron Lewis on today to talk about the power of a brand promise. As we talk about today, a brand promise is a lens you should be using to make all decisions within your organization. Now, a little bit about Aaron. Aaron Lewis has a natural curiosity about others' motivations, which made her a natural for brand planning and strategy, a calling she took up at the Richards Group, a Dallas-based advertising agency. While at the Richards Group, Aaron worked on brands including The Home Depot, Chick-fil-A, MD Anderson Cancer Center, among many others. Aaron is now the Director of Brand Influence and Identity for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Today, we're talking about the power of a brand promise. Let's go to my conversation with Aaron Lewis. But first, the song Hustle from the Unstuck album from JB. My hustle is a pace that's on everything. Never giving up, that's on everything. Ask me what I want, told him everything. What's it gonna cost? All right. Well, really excited. We have Aaron Lewis in the Leader Growth Podcast Studio today. Aaron, it is great to have you here with us. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump right into this. Uh, Aaron is the Director of Brand Influence and Identity with Oklahoma City Thunder. And with that, you have a unique perspective that I've gotten to learn from over the past couple of years on how a brand impacts every aspect of an organization. I want to start, though, from, from the top what is a brand? Yeah, it, it's a it's a great question. And I may even back it up one more and say, yeah. what is a brand not? And and there are lots of different definitions of <clears throat> what a brand is. And of course, everyone has their unique definition that, that they like. But but years ago, you, you know, I, I heard this and I was taught this way and I really latched onto it. And it's it's a, a core principle that I've I've used throughout my career. And it served me really well as a, again, a, a foundational pillar in the way that I've continued to help build strong brands. And so again, I'd, I'd start with what is a brand not? Mm. And, and a lot of times, particularly if you're new to this space, you, you, you think about sort of the basics, right? You think yeah. about a brand is just a logo, mm-hmm. or you may even think that the brand is a product mm-hmm. or in the space in the world that we live in today, yeah. like you yourself could be the brand, right? We live in an influ- yeah. influencer world today, which is not what it was a couple of years <laughs> ago. Like it used to just be celebrity, but <laughs> now we have this whole influencer space. We have peer-to-peer marketing. But so many would would say, you know, if you were a a, a TikTok influencer, you would yeah. say, I am the, the, the brand. And yes. certainly all of those things are true, but but a brand is not just one of those elements. The brand is a culmination of of mm-hmm. all of those things. And so it is it is not a singular piece. Again, it it transcends all of those different pieces. 
And to answer the other part, which is what is a brand, and again, this is just the way that that I think about it. There are lots of great definitions out there, but a brand is a promise. Mm. It's a promise that you make to your your consumer, in in our case with the Oklahoma City Thunder, it's our fan base, but it's a promise that you make to whomever your audience is each and every time that you connect with them. Mm -hmm. And connect can be a, a word that means several different things in and of itself. Connect could be every time for us, a fan comes into the arena and watches a game. It could be every time they are sold a ticket. It could be every time they purchase a shirt in the Thunder Shop. It could be every any time they interact with us on social media. They see us mm-hmm. out in the community. Rumble comes and scoops up their kid at the state fair yeah. and gives them a hug. Like whatever it may be, whatever that connection point means, whether they're calling our, our front office, whatever it means, it's a commitment that we are upholding and a promise we're upholding mm-hmm. at each and every touch point. So to your point, it, it's it. It's a promise that is influencing every single interaction that you have with your audience base. Wow. So as you just said, there's not a place that it doesn't touch in, right. a, in a business. Right. What isn't a brand? A, in a sense, a brand is everything about you. It is. It is. And of all of the things that you own, I mean, things are going to change constantly, but of all the things that you own, nothing is as important, nothing Mm -hmm. is as valuable or as endearing as your brand. And so it is really critical that you are thinking about what that promise is Mm -hmm. that you're making to people every time that you have a connection point with them, every time you have a touch point, and that it's, it's, really a a very clearly defined purpose essentially yeah. that's that's the most sort of simple way to think about it and, and talk about it I'm curious like what's at stake if someone doesn't if whether an individual organ an organization if they don't have a brand promise yeah I'm gonna make a statement and then there's like a ton that we could unpack yeah. here <laughs> so bear with me and mm-hmm. then we can unpack it but the the need for a brand promise is multifold. Um, Mm -hmm. It is essentially like a a North Star for you, right? It helps you provide purpose and clarity for Mm -hmm. yourself, your organization, your employees. It helps set an expectation for your consumers, for your audience. And it's something that it, because you, you set it up and you define it very clearly, it allows you to evaluate your actions, your behaviors, your decisions, and so forth, which then allows you to behave act, communicate consistently. When you're communicating, behaving, making decisions consistently, according to what this promise Mm -hmm. is, again, you are setting an expectation for your audience. People like expectation, particularly when they're spending their hard earned money or Mm -hmm. when they are giving you their trust, right? Mm -hmm. They want and need to know that they can expect something from you. That's why this idea of upholding a promise, upholding a commitment is so important, Mm -hmm. particularly in our world today, when we're looking for that emotional bond with, with people, but that, that expectation that comes through consistency leads to loyalty. And Mm. when you break that promise, when you don't deliver consistency, you are risking loyalty. You are risking the potential for building affinity. Mm-hmm. And so it, wow. it's incredibly important beyond just that, having a really clearly defined and compelling brand promise also gives you a roadmap for mm-hmm. where you're going and it, it helps set your, your future growth and trajectory. It gives everyone in your organization something to align against. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the way that I often say it in our organization, it, it just, 
ensures that we're all playing from the same sheet music, right? Yeah. If we were all in a band or an orchestra, it just ensures that we're all playing from the same sheet music. There are a ton of different content creators in my organization. Mm-hmm. If we were not all playing from the same sheet music, mm-hmm. we would be creating content, creative content that was subjective. And it would look like it was coming from you, your mm-hmm. voice or my voice and not our brand's voice. Which is incredibly um, helpful when you're working with creatives. Correct. Correct. But again, it would be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And people wouldn't know what to expect from us. They wouldn't yeah. know who the Thunder is or, or was or who we're going to be tomorrow. It, it's it's the reason when when you go to your favorite restaurant yeah. and you, or you're, you're craving a certain dish from your favorite mm-hmm. restaurant, it's because they've built an expectation for you or, or you have a favorite place. You, you're desiring a, a certain level of service because mm-hmm. again, they've built a level of expectation with you. They've built mm-hmm. a level of trust. And if you've, if they've broken that with you, if they become inconsistent, they're risking your affinity and, and your loyalty. And I'll, I'll harp on this. And my, if, if anybody from my team is listening to this, they'll roll their eyes because I say it all the time, like consistency will make or break you. And Mm -hmm. consistency is the easiest and fastest way to grow a brand is to behave consistently. Okay. So the brand promise essentially says, this is who we are. Right. So when we're talking about that, there are expressions of that. So what, what does that look like in the branding world? Right. So your brand promise is essentially like your, your, your DNA, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's who you are. Yeah. Your, your brand's identity is like the outward manifestation of mm-hmm. that, right? It's the visual and verbal expression of, of your brand and what you, you stand for. So your brand promise is internal language, right? Your, in, mm-hmm. your, your brand promise is not something that you should ever really be telling your consumer base, your target audience, your fans, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Your your brand promise should only be felt by your behaviors and your actions. Your identity, though, is how it translates externally. Mm-hmm. And so your brand identity is essentially like your your brand's personality, right? Okay. Like I said, it it extends into not only what you look like and how you sound, so your your color palettes and your typographies, mm-hmm. um, but how you behave and how you present your, your brand as well. I even go as far as to like assign personality traits or human characteristics yeah. to, to brands because brands behave just like people and likable brands are like likable people. Their yeah. people are, are drawn to them. And all of these things are certainly influenced by your brand promise because your brand promise drives every single thing that you do. And it's, it's why it's so important that it, it's why that is so important that it is clearly defined and compelling and, and why you stick to it so that you can really make these creative decisions about how you will define and, and create that outward expression of, yeah. of, of your brand. Wow. So when we talk about that, you, you know, you talked about the verbal and, and visual side. So that's the brand identity. Right. That's the brand identity. Okay. What's the process in forming a brand identity? Let's say somebody has, has a good idea of like, this is who we are, but at the same time, who we are from my perspective and who we are from my team members perspective, that's very fluid. So we want to bring that in. Right. Well, so I may answer this a a little bit different than, Mm -hmm. than you're asking, but I, I promise we'll get there. So, so again, bear with me, but there are multiple ways that you can get there and, it, 
I would always advise asking someone to come alongside you and help you, mm. whether it be a brand strategist or a, a creative agency, whoever you're, you're choosing, I would make sure that you are choosing somebody that has a strong strategic arm in addition to their creative capabilities as well, because being able to execute strategy is is really important. We're never, we should never just, you know, do things on a whim. Like yeah. it should always be really thoughtful and, and purposeful. Yeah. But I, I would say it's really important to strive for a brand that does a few things, like th- three things in, in particular. Number one, be, be, have strong conviction. Number right? one, have strong Number conviction. one, have strong conviction. So it's really important that there's unwavering certainty throughout your organization about Mm. who you are and what you stand for. So you said a moment ago, which is kind of what triggered me to get here, your idea and your coworkers idea are very different Mm -hmm. when it comes to your, your brand's purpose, Mm -hmm. that at least should not ever be questioned. Everybody should be on the same page about Mm. your brand's promise. So there should be absolute certainty around why this brand exists who it reaches, who it serves, and what benefits it offers. Mm-hmm. So that should just sort of be like table stakes. Everybody should should know that and and be aware of that. There are multiple ways that you can get to, to that point. Mm-hmm. I have found in my career that the best way to get there is a very collaborative process that involves mm-hmm. probably a series of workshops and yeah. probably a series of interviews with stakeholders and things like that to make those decisions and then finding creative ways to disseminate it out throughout the organization. But ultimately, everybody should be on the same page about mm. why they're there doing their jobs and why they're there yeah. creating for that brand or or even whatever their role is, how, how that's playing out for people. So for example, Disney's brand promise is to, yeah. to keep the magic of childhood alive. And so the way that you see that play out throughout their entire organization mm. is that whether you are a, an executive sitting in a corner office or you are a, a janitor at a park, you have absolute clarity about what that organization and what that brand is and does. Mm. And you have absolute clarity and purpose in why you are there and, and doing your job. Again, the yeah. functions of the job are very, very different, but whether you are there helping to keep a park in peak condition, mm-hmm. so a family enjoys it, or you are a CEO making business decisions, yeah. your purpose and ultimate intent is to keep alive the magic of childhood. So that is why there's, it's important that there's strong conviction yeah. first and foremost. The other piece is that it's really important that we're building brands that connect with mm-hmm. our audience, which probably seems yeah. a little intuitive, but the strongest brands connect with people and then earn their trust, right? And so, so number one, we got to have a strong conviction. conviction. Yeah. Number two, you got to connect with your audience. We got to connect w- with our audience. Again, but lots of ways we can get there, but ultimately you have to know your audience intimately mm-hmm. to understand how you're going to connect with them. Yeah. You have to understand what their unique needs are and how you're going to uniquely provide them. Hmm. Lots of ways you can get there through research. It could be big, fancy research or down and dirty research, but ultimately you have to understand who your audience is. What, what happens when a brand doesn't understand their audience? I think there's just going to be a misfire. Mm -hmm. You're, you're not going to be relevant. Yeah. I'm thinking about this because some businesses can sometimes take an idea and say, well, this sounds exciting to us. Right. This idea feels innovative. It feels edgy. But the question might be, does it serve our audience? Right. 
I believe that you have to have a sensitive and insightful understanding of your consumer base of your audience at a deep, you know, deep level Mm -hmm. to really connect with them. And connection is going to lead to trust and lead to relevance far beyond intuition and, and subjectivity too. Like I, again, this is another thing that my team, if, if they listen, will roll their eyes at, but I I always try to shift us away from subjectivity at all points. Hmm. Everything that we do, every decision that we make should be grounded in our brand promise and in our brand strategy and not in subjectivity because that's when we're going to get ourselves in trouble. Subjectivity might look like the current trends. Correct. Right. So, so it, it's so easy for any of us and, and all of us to want to chase trends specifically mm-hmm. when we're talking about the creative space. And, and again, I, I just want to reiterate that like a brand promise is so much more than just the creative space. Mm-hmm. Like it, inf- it should influence every single touch point that you have with your, with your audience, with your, your consumer base. But particularly when it comes to the creative space, it is yeah. so easy to fall into chasing trends and the trends may not always be right for your brand. Mm. They might not always be culturally sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could, they could get you in trouble fast, but also if it doesn't make sense for your brand, if it doesn't yeah. serve a purpose, chasing entertainment over connection doesn't always, again, serve the right purpose. Okay. So I'm thinking like in culture right now, we're in a moment where things are very fluid across the board. If we talk about any aspect of of culture, people would say by and large, things are fluid. So how does a brand stay consistent in a a culture that's very fluid? It's a great question. And I'm so glad you asked it because what I don't want to imply is that you have to be rigid. Right. And that's certainly what I don't want to, to again, imply because you can, and you should evolve. And it's so important to make sure that you're keeping your thumb on the pulse of what's happening with your consumers, Mm -hmm. what's happening in your category and what's happening in in culture and and evolve. But at your core, Mm -hmm. you should, you should still remain the same as a person. Your DNA never changes, Mm. but you evolve, right? You grow, you change as, as a woman, I change my hair often, right? I change my appearance from time to time, but I don't ever at my core change. Mm. I lean into a trend here <laughs> once right. in a while, but like I never change. Yeah. And so again, it's, it's, I believe beneficial for us to think about brands just as we think about humans. Brands are, brands behave much like humans. Yeah. And so again, evolution is a positive thing, particularly as we keep our thumb on the pulse of our consumers and we make sure we're connecting with them and finding ways to stay relevant. As long as we're keeping aligned with what's important to them Mm -hmm. and evolve in the ways that are important to our consumer base, then it's totally fine and, and appropriate and we should. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. So identity would help us go back into those questions of what's important to us. So what are our values? Like how do we view things? And and ultimately like, is this an in the moment? So we, we talked on the whim, you know, When, when something is on the whim, it most likely feels really exciting. Mm-hmm. But often when it feels really exciting, that might actually be one of the riskiest moments for your brand. Some people would would only see the positive side of of that risk. But as we said earlier, a brand promise, when it's broken, the trust erodes, 
all of a sudden we're not serving the people that we're wanting to connect with in the first place. Right. And a brand promise should be a tool that helps you to evaluate, as I've mentioned a couple of times now, all of the decisions that you're making mm. in your brand. So my, my third point, the third thing that you should do is just be consistent, which I've already said so many times at this but sometimes point. sometimes we have to say I, it again. I be told consistent. you, you're going to roll your eyes. At, everybody's going to be rolling their eyes at the end of this by the, how many times I've, I've, I've said that. So if it's not clear enough at this point, the strongest brands are those that are consistent at every single touch point, regardless of how people are, are inter, interrupt, interacting with them. And as I have already said, I believe that consistency will make or break you. But the, the benefit of having a tightly defined brand promise is that it allows you to quickly make smart decisions. Um, hmm. It allows you to just yeah. bounce things off of that brand promise quickly and say yes or no, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can can ultimately move quickly if you need to. So on a whim can sometimes feel yeah. a little bit safe. You know, we, we talked a few minutes ago about Disney mm -hmm. and how everybody there knows exactly what their role is in relation to the brand promise. It's connected in. You, you've shared with me before the power of Motel 6. Right. Which right. I think is fascinating when you told me kind of the, the backstory of why they do some of the... Can, can you share yeah. a little bit more about that? Yeah. So a brand probably no one would expect us to be talking about today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's interesting nonetheless. And, and I, I like to share this example because I think they do a really nice job of showing how your brand promise should and can impact every mm -hmm. area of your business. They absolutely do a great job of executing their brand guidelines throughout all of their creative, mm -hmm. which many of our brands do, right? Like yeah. as they should, but something that they uniquely do, they've, they've taken a step back and, and said, okay, if we're going to take this idea of a brand promise seriously and, and take seriously the idea that it should impact every touch point, like let's let's do a real audit of every space that we interact with our of our with our our consumers. And so just one example of of a way that they're doing that well is if you call a motel 6 instead of being placed on hold and and receiving just on hold music or mm -hmm. music or whatever, you receive Tombodat and he's telling you a story and it's that old, that old Tom Bodet just that, yeah. that you hear telling you we're going to leave the light on for you and a piece of our culture that's become so in, ingrained yeah. in us. And, and, and again, it, it's a, it's an element or a, a detail that so many of us would overlook. It's on hold music. But again, the intentionality and the thoughtfulness to say that's an, a point of impact that we can influence with our brand promise, but even more than that to our conversation earlier about identity, that's a mm -hmm. place where we can influence using our brand identity was so interesting and, and innovative and thoughtful to me. Mm -hmm. And an example again of, of how people can really truly take the power of a brand promise beyond the ways that we typically think about it in our, in our creative and our social media and our, and our, in our television spots and whatever it may be. We've talked about the process of developing from a brand promise to a brand identity and, you know, the importance of bringing people in to, to be able to walk you through that. Let's say that a leader is looking at their organization and they say, you know what, I have to be completely honest. I don't think we truly have a promise as a brand. I think that we kind of go back and forth. What are some of the questions that a leader can start asking to even find their brand promise? 
So the reason that I, I suggest having experts come in to, to work alongside you is that they mm-hmm. can often take you a layer deeper yeah. than you're able to, to go yourself. Because oftentimes we give very tangible examples and what they can do is push you to a deeper, like a emotion, more emotional level that helps mm-hmm. you understand what that connection is with your, your target audience. Oftentimes also, I, I encourage people to think about this intersection of what your consumer, what your target audience wants and needs and what you can uniquely provide. Hmm. And again, oftentimes that's a very logical, tangible answer and then encourage them to dig deeper into like, what's the emotional benefit there? So if you were a Home Depot or a Lowe's, you may just say, well, we help you improve your home. Yeah, but what's the emotional benefit of Mm. you improving your home? Like, what's the emotional benefit of creating a space that you feel comfortable and and loved in? And and, and we see that that the ways that that plays out in in their television spots and their creative and their messaging and and all of that. Mm -hmm. So they can help you take it, again, from the tangible to the emotional. Which then helps you ultimately have that brand promise, which is a grid that you're able to look at everything through because you know, ultimately like this is why we exist. This is why we're, we're here. And this is how we can evaluate things. Right. But ultimately I think if you can start to dig into Mm -hmm. your purpose, why, why your brand exists, Mm -hmm. what you are again, uniquely providing and why you have chosen to get up and, and go to work at that particular place every single day. And it needs to be a collective as I said, working through that collaboratively through, with stakeholders is, is key. Yeah. And that can, that can be challenging. And, and again, bringing a third party in to help through that process is, is oftentimes the, the way to do it. It can be really hard to try to lead this type of initiative in your own organization. Yeah. I've, I've experienced that myself. I talked on a previous podcast with Matt Stansberry about how bringing his team in nominee really helped me get clarity around, you know, how I approach things. Mm-hmm. I, I think Don Miller with StoryBrand refers to this as the curse of knowledge. Sometimes you have so much information that you're, you're, you're so close to your own yeah, thing that you can't right. see it for yourself. So Aaron, I'm, I'm curious when you have that clear brand promise, you evaluate things better than almost anybody that I know. And the reason why is I don't see you in a rush on things. You're very strategic. You're very thoughtful. I'm curious, how have you used a brand promise to evaluate decisions? It's almost an impossible answer question to answer because I do it all day, every day. I would say the thing that I use the brand promise to evaluate most often is Mm -hmm. our creative work. So I I lead the brand identity team Mm -hmm. at the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that includes a a team of of graphic design. And I I evaluate creative work all day, every day. So there are so many times where we are having conversations. In fact, I had a great conversation on on Wednesday with a portion of my team. We were really being thoughtful about, to our earlier conversation about evolving, the elasticity of our brand. Mm -hmm. And we have a a project that that we're anticipating launching in a few months, and it's really going to stretch the elasticity of our brand Yeah, and, and working through how far you stretch it before it snaps is really mm. tricky. And so it, it, creative is, is probably the way that I use the brand promise to evaluate most often. That said, 
We certainly use it outside of creative mm-hmm. as well. We use it in the way that we hire people. I use it in the way that I am making decisions about messaging in, in ongoing strategies as we're vision casting and planning for the future. We use it as we're obviously can't campaign planning, but I guess that falls under the creative yeah. creative piece. Again, it's it's almost an impossible question to answer because I think maybe the better question would be when don't you use it to evaluate? Mm-hmm. Because I, I can't think of anything in my day-to-day work life that I don't use our brand promise as a lens for evaluation. Mm. And again, it, it, it goes from creative to messaging to hiring to the culture we create yeah and and the environment we create in game and beyond so it's it's so comprehensive yeah and i i know that doesn't really answer your question but what what it does show and what i think is really important for leaders to get in this process is that it has to be it has to be intentional. Well, Aaron, we've talked through a lot of different aspects of brand today, from brand promise to brand identity, how these things are expressed. You know, I'm thinking about some of the leaders who are listening to this right now, and they're thinking, you know, I'm not totally sure with our brand and where where we are on some of these things. What would be one step that they could take out of this podcast today? I think a great first step is is always to evaluate mm-hmm. and and to ask yourselves how do we feel about our brand promise? Number one, is it clearly defined Yeah, and are we adhering to it? Mm -hmm. And so if you're asking yourselves, well, how do we do that? Because you don't want to just be talking to yourself because the worst thing would be to just be like, yes, it's it's absolutely clearly defined. And you're the only one that believes that it's clearly defined. If everyone in your organization, regardless of the size, essentially can repeat your brand promise back Mm -hmm. to you. Right. So if you have an organization of 20 people and you ask a random five to seven people, what your brand promise is. If they can repeat it back to you, not word for word, but if they can repeat the essence of it back to you, then you've probably got a pretty tightly defined brand promise. And you've probably given everybody a really clear purpose for their, their, their role, their discipline, and the reason for, for being there, why your, your organization exists and, and who you're serving and what benefit you're providing. Yeah. If you're getting five to seven different answers and you're all over the board, then I think it may be time to, to reevaluate, you know, what your brand promise is and, and how you're communicating it internally. Because if it's not, if the conviction isn't there internally, then it's certainly not being lived out externally, which is again, going to lead to the inconsistency, yeah. which leads you open for, to be at risk for, for you know, a loss of loyalty and, and affinity. Yeah. So we start simply by evaluating, asking some questions, making sure that we're on the same page. If we're not, we may have some great, beautiful, challenging work to do. Some work to do. Some fun work to do. Yeah. Because it's ultimately going to help us become who we want to be and serve people in the way that that we want to. Well, thank you for stopping by today, being part of the Leader Growth Podcast and pouring into our people today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for asking me to be here. All right. Well, that wraps up today's conversation with Aaron Lewis about the power of a brand promise. Thank you to all of you who have rated, reviewed, and subscribed to this podcast. If you haven't done that, it would be such an honor if you would do so. Also, While you're at it, would you share it with a friend? I'll be back here next week teaching on leadership. Until then, love hard, live full.
and lead strong. Better with success, I got dues to pay. All good things, they come to those who wait. Yeah, what I left behind from trying to be great. Ain't no secret to success if you ain't working. If you ain't down to hustle, then you don't deserve it. If it came easy, probably go fast.